And welcome to Small Biz Matters here on Triple H 100.1 FM. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We are talking all about small business, small business education and small business, I guess... um, yeah, just being being around small business and what it is to be in small business in general. I've got a fantastic guest today. We're talking to Suzanne Mitchell from GoDaddy and she's, of course, the marketing director and we're going to be sharing all of her insights, a little bit of maybe industry knowledge when it comes to understanding what it means to be online and have a digital presence. But also um, talk about a recent white paper that they produced in and around employee satisfaction and the impact that that has on us as small businesses. Welcome so much to the show today, Suzanne. Thanks, Alexia. Great to be here. So tell us a little bit about your role at GoDaddy firstly and um, just a little bit about your experience about what makes you an expert in this field. Sure. Um, So I joined the GoDaddy team last year and um, focusing very much on marketing uh, for the Australian business. Um, My background is in online businesses. So Mm -hmm. I've worked at um, places like eBay, um, uh, with the PayPal team, um, even MySpace back in the day when um, that social network was a huge thing before Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And... What I bring to the table is um, a lot of experience in marketing, both from a brand perspective as well as um, a very he- heavy emphasis in digital marketing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what make, makes, I think, a lot of small businesses lack that kind of information, don't they? They don't quite know what it is that we're um, doing when we're fumbling around in the dark a little bit. We know that we've got to set up our digital presence. We've got to get our websites. We've got to, um, I guess, hog or maybe sit on as many websites of the different versions of our, our business name as we possibly can. But more importantly... We also need to, um, I guess, spread ourselves across lots of digital platforms as well, not just have a website. So is that one of the things that you bring to the table when you're speaking to small businesses in general about their digital online presence? Yes, definitely. I think um, customers are online and and they're online through whatever device they're on. It's on them all the time. So Mm. it's where small businesses also need to be. Yeah. Um, I think the benefit small businesses have in Australia is they have the authenticity. So they often have really wonderful stories or passionate stories about why they started their business or why they run their business and go through the the um, um, every day of, of keeping it afloat and making it a great success. Yeah. Um, so those authentic stories, sometimes bigger businesses don't have. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's a real benefit, um, but definitely just that ability to be top of mind and reach a wide audience through digital media, um, small businesses... Um, um, can sometimes find that challenging because it's um, sometimes time-consuming and it costs money and, and big businesses do it very well. Um, but there's some great web tools and things you, small businesses can do out there to um, ensure they keep that um, broad reach. Mm. And reach just basically means, and I don't want to use jargon, but yeah. reach just basically means you know accessing or connecting with a lot of customers to drive yeah. them into their website to convert into sales. And a lot of small businesses understand the, the need to really get to the right customer as well and to really understand what the ideal customer is and how to reach them. I think we're getting a bit more savvy with all those different types of platforms. We've obviously got Instagram, we've got Facebook, and we've got our, our website and all that importance. And um, I think gone are the days we used to spend as much time as on as many different platforms as humanly possible. We've now moved to, okay, I've worked out that my customers live here and this is where I need to be. But overall, the most important thing I think everyone gets is definitely a website. Is that what um, some of your research is fi- finding in your experiences with small business? Is that a bit, a bit of a, a turn in the, in the tide, if you will? 
Well, I think web websites have always been key and fundamental to an online experience. So you, you, it's the bedrock of, <laughs> it's like you're in the olden days, you'd had a, if you're a retail business, you had a bricks and mortar retail store. Well, a, a website is the modern or today's version of that. You have, it's a fundamental. Mm. Um, what it is, it's about having a website that is authentically you and, and talks about your brand and showcases who you are and um, what you want your customers to experience and feel in their hearts, and mm. that's, that's what a website does. Um, but more and more and more um, websites are important to um, plug into marketing channels. So um, I think what's interesting in the last five years is websites have become easier to to build and set up, but also then plug into those important channels where customers are to make it easier. So plugging into likes of Google or uh, Facebook and Instagram or um, sort of social network presence. Is that so, that RSS feed thing that we all have to at some point go into the depths of our online and our website and actually switch on? Is that, is, that, is that one of those things that you have to do to just get it connected with those other websites? Yeah, is so that terminology it's, still it's correct? basically a plug-in, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a web plus marketing tool that you just kind of ticking boxes, basically. It makes it very easy to do it. Um, but I think going back to your early point around the right audience at the right time for the right business is really important as well. So uh, my background is in integrated marketing. So I would always say, you know, as a business, you want to have your business top of mind for customers and mm -hmm. you want to be talking to them through all the different channels that they're consuming and you want to talk to them in the in the right way. I also so, like what you were saying about being authentic as well. Your Whatever your website is, it needs to show who you are. It really needs to help you understand um, your presence and your personality because, I mean, I think... I think we'd be fooling ourselves to think that we are the only ones in the world producing this particular widget or this particular service. And the only thing that makes us unique is us. So how, how do you right. get that across when you're building or designing or even just thinking through mud, the mud map of a website? Where do you put that? Is it you just have a great big honking picture of yourself at the front, at the beginning to understand who you are? Or do you, do you put it as part of your story? What, what are your best suggestions to really make those websites authentic? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Um, I think brands that do it well are the ones that are, um, they have a tr true authentic business. Um, there's a business that I know called Incy Interiors, for example, that she's a um, Australian woman, she's a mum, she has young children, and she found a gap in the market for children's furniture. There wasn't easy, you know, affordable Australian um, cots was where she started. Mm. And um, she has a brilliant brand because she's authentically the, the audience and she has a, a, you know, a reason for being and her business has a, has, has a great brand and a story and she's consistent with her story as she goes along. She has that story embedded in her website, so sometimes that can be um, video content, which is probably even more engaging than um, just photography because yeah. it appeals to different emotions and, yeah. and senses. Yeah. Um, and she then tells that story authentically on her website, but then also through her marketing channels as well. So there's consistency of what she's saying all the way through. So if a customer finds her in Instagram, that richness of her authentic story then is shared there, but it then comes through the website, then they get a little bit more of the story mm. on the website. So it's sort of building blocks, I guess, is what I'm saying. But how hard do you have to try? Do you have to sit down and write, okay, I'm going to do my business plan, my marketing plan for the first three years. This is how I'm going to drip feed out my social media presence. Um, it's going to be a bit of video, which is going to be out this, a bit of this, a bit this. Or is it more organic than that? Is it really just, just tell people what you're going through? 
I think you have to get a really clear sense of what your brand is and your business is about. So I think those two pieces are super important to get done up front. Um, as for the actual marketing and starting the marketing, um, I like to think in three-month chunks um, because um, you can execute things and they surprise you in both directions um, and you can sort of take a test and learn approach. So if things are working, you put more funding behind it. If they're not working, you scrap them and move on really quickly and pretend you never did that. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily as small businesses, mm. we can be really agile and That's we can right. make decisions all by ourselves mm -hmm. and we can also do things all by ourselves. And that that's something that I think um, should be at the back of the, your mind when you're thinking about your online. It's okay to get it wrong. It's not like you're getting it wrong in front of millions of people. Yes. There just might be your mum going, oh, you shouldn't have done that. But, you know, you can, in that a way, it's a being authentic as well. Correct. And sometimes you see brands um, admitting they got it wrong and that's okay as well because we're all humans. So there's something nice about that. And, and going back to that authentic authenticity piece, sometimes admitting you're wrong is... Um, a great, not a great way to do it, but um, <laughs> it's all part and parcel of it, isn't it? And it's being, being real. Mm, yeah. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And when we come back after the break with Suzanne Mitchell, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, this white paper that they've produced um, in relation to employee satisfaction and how it's going to impact us in small businesses. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back after this. And welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM. You're with Alexi Boyd in the studio for Small Biz Matters. And we're talking all things online with Suzanne Mitchell, who's the marketing director for GoDaddy. Uh, now, just before the break, we were talking about the importance of having online presence and being authentic and how important that is. Now, GoDaddy is, uh, you've just recently produced, was it a white paper? Am I using the right terminology? Because that's one of those corporate words that I'm not... <laughs> you did some research. We actually did some research. I think that's how we talk about it uh, as well. Um, we did research into Australians understanding their um, their desires to think about this year differently to how they thought about last year. I think it's the, it's the start of any new year. People mm. have those... Um, um, Preconceived ideas yeah. about what they think is going to be happening and what isn't going to be happening. Correct. That's a bit of a reset for people and that can happen, I guess, at any point in the year. But mm, a group mm. of us do it at the start of the year. Um, and so, we, yeah, we did some research of Australians and under, to understand how many Australians are thinking about changing their direction this year from a career perspective and how many are um, planning to um, start a new business. And what's been the very interesting findings that <laughs> yeah. have come out of that? It was quite, quite surprising, actually. In fact, about 30% of Australians are considering starting a new um, small business this year. Um, and I thought that that it's fairly high. Um, and what's driving them is um, increased earning potential. So 35% are going after the money, which I think is uh, That's kind of interesting. interesting has has interesting anyone from thought? a small business sat down with these people and said, <laughs> it's not everything that you think it's going to be and you it's, might want to hang on to some of your earnings until you get up and running? It's interesting. Yeah, but that's the perception. People perceive that going into a small business, 35% perceive they'll earn more money than they do. Um, then the next um, point was around improving their work-life balance. So 30% mm. of Australians felt that they would have more flexibility to be in control more, which uh, I, I uh, think stands true. Yeah. Oh, well, I, don't, I don't know. Again, uh, <laughs> might, might question that. You do... I mean, you know, I speak for small businesses when I say you do have that flexibility of time, um, but you still need to find those eight hours of working in the day. So you might not work in and around after school time. So three to eight might be a complete 
write off, uh, but then you've still got to find those missing four hours of work somewhere, and it usually becomes approximately 8 till 12 that you end up doing that work. Yeah, you can feel like you're working all the time. Exactly. Um, And then your homework i.e. family work and so on can mm. yeah mm. it can be more flexible but um longer exactly so exactly. pros pros and cons there mm. um and then the other areas were people wanting to pursue a passion so 17 percent of australians are in that in that boat and 10 percent want to make an impact so that's the millennials that's possibly yeah. the millennials <laughs> and i think that's great though i think you know as an older australian it's it's really nice to hear that um you know that sort of vibe and feeling of people wanting to do good in our world. and Because mm. <clears throat> we're hearing a lot more from the, the, this generation. We had a um, couple of guests on the show recently who were starting social enterprises and the passion and the desire to want to make a difference globally and understanding that they can tap into that globally thanks to their websites and their that's online right. presence and being able to make that difference. Um, that's obviously a driving force and it's interesting to hear the research that comes about from it. Is it uh, statistically has that been a major change from previous years? Are we seeing a big, a big desire, a big, a, you know, a, a desire for change from employees? And and what do you think is driving that dissatisfaction apart from money? Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, so I don't know whether it, it's, it's changed or moved over time. This sort of like standalone um, insights. Um, what I think is driving it is. Uh, there's a mixture of things. What we sort of heard was a lack of control in people's roles when they work for other people, mm. um, a, a, a lack of the ability to see per, career progression. So if you flip these, these are all things I guess businesses should be should be doing, thinking about, or yeah. thinking about, um, and then just a general diminished passion for their role, what they do day to day. They're just over it I, I guess is what you know the Australian way of saying yeah. um, they're kind of not into what they're doing in their current role and I think they see when they start a new business they could be in control of what they do day to day rather than stuck in that little square box that they are in their current role. And do you happen to know with the cohort of people that you were asking were they majority of them working in uh, big business or in small business or was it just like a real... It was a real cross-section. Mm. It was a representative sample of a thousand Australians. So they really would have crossed every divide, blue collar and white collar worker, um, in offices, in retail, in hospitality. Um, and big and small. And big and small. Yeah. So let's let's unpack some of those reasons that uh, employees might be dissatisfied and maybe what it is that small businesses can do to support your employees if you don't necessarily want to see them go off and start their own businesses. That's not a bad thing. Sometimes they can be really great uh, small business colleagues. Um, but in the meantime, you obviously got a lot of people and there might be some concerned small business owners out there. So, um, you know, the dissatisfaction around not feeling as though they're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be some of the suggestions you would make to small businesses to sort of empower their, their employees to make a difference? Yeah, I think there's lots of things um, Australian small businesses can do. Um, I think um, the first thing is around recognition of staff and and. and, and not in a cheesy way, but in a really authentic way, uh, recognising when people do great, great work or um, achieve great results or learn something as well um, mm. and are on that journey. So I think that's really important. As for making a difference, there's lots of things that small businesses can do around um, giving back to the community and having their team be part of that process. Um, and also allowing the team to, to bring up ideas and and communicate how they think they would like to give a difference and, you know, be a listening person as a leader in that small business and listen to the team and, and say, oh, well, yes, let's go, let's go on this path because we have consensus that 
of our four employees here, two of them are very keen on doing this initiative. So let's get behind that as a as a small business and go for it. Yeah, isn't that lovely to give them that empowerment and also not just be a little knee-jerk thing, like, oh, okay, we'll go and do this fun run together as a group, okay, fine. But actually think of it as a long-term plan. So maybe, right. you know, what do you want to do in the next couple of years? Because then it gives them that longevity of... Yes. Being in a business and feeling like they're part of it and making a difference, but also making part of the difference in the decisions. And I think that's what we're really bad at with small business as well as letting go mm. um, and letting go and l- allowing someone else to have some control of our baby. So yeah. I guess if you can compartmentalise things a bit and just think, okay, well, here's something I'm actually quite crap at. Uh, classic example, older generations, not so great at media marketing, social media marketing. There is someone who who is younger that works in your in your business who might not have anything to do with your marketing but how about think about giving them that little task to do and letting them run with it and seeing how it goes yeah I think it's really rewarding I think if I think about my career the the most memorable and um, those smile moments that I have is when someone that has worked within my team has like leapfrogged up or learnt something massive or you just had a um, a huge moment in their life from something that they've taken on or that I've given them to do or, you, you know, the, the team has gone, yeah, that's significant, they should own that and mm. do it. And mm. it's just so wonderful seeing that happen. Mm. So um, as a small business owner, it's not just about you being freed up a little bit to not have to do it all, but the joy you'll get from watching that happen in your environment and you're part of that, you can't beat that. So can I ask in terms of um, websites and the way that you can use some of that talent that you might have within your business to, I don't know, change your web... How hard is it to change a website once it's up and running? You know, because a lot of people will be paying uh, a good website developer, maybe two or three or four grand, whatever it is that you need to have um, set up, or you might be trying to do it yourselves, but you put it on the back burner, it hasn't really moved for a while, and maybe that's something that someone in your team can do. In a practical way, is it relatively easy to hand over the reins to someone else to get them to do it for you? I, I think so. I think everyone's website is different and it's built in different technologies. So um, I can't say broad brush yes or no. Um, everyone's a bit different. But I think what's really interesting with a website is if if I was in a small business now, I would be thinking about, well, what is the aim of my website? What is it set to achieve? What, how will it help drive my business going forward in this year and then, and then the next three? What's the, what's the journey of what that website's meant to do for my mm, business? Mm. And I think if you empowered someone either yourself or someone in your team or your whole team if there's four of you to sit down and say well what are those things what's that checklist of four to five important things that it's meant to do and then have a look at it and and go is it achieving x y and z and if it's not then it's important that it gets refreshed um, and updated so that it is the bedrock what i was talking about before your bedrock of online experience that's where your customers are so it needs to be achieving for your business and speaking of um you know changes i guess this is a form of change management for business as well um it, it's a really great opportunity to empower your employees through learning and development now Learning and development is something that small business is terrible at because we look at, you know, some professional uh, CPD credits for our team and just go, oh, it's going to cost me a fortune. They're not really going to learn anything. But what a great way to tick some boxes, give them some oh. website maintenance training or, you know, all those sort of training. And there's tons of modules and stuff that you can do online, isn't there? There, there is so much. And that's what's great about either websites and, and or digital marketing. It there is so much support online. There's mm. online forums, communities, um, 
you know, Facebook, lots of different places where people can go to um, skill up mm. very cost effectively. It'll take their time, which the small business owner would need to invest in. I guess that would be the cost, but um, realistically, it's not like the old days where they would need to go off and attend an expensive course and things like that. They could very much, in, especially if they're in that millennial demographic, they'll they'll want to do that's their natural um their sway. happy place <laughs> that's their happy place they're going to go there and it won't it won't cost the dollars that it would have in the past it's just a time thing exactly but the passion and the longevity that staff member would give the business i think would pay off in the long run indeed indeed um we're talking to suzanne mitchell from GoDaddy about how to engage with your employees who may be a little bit dissatisfied according to this recent piece of research that they have conducted um in terms of uh helping them to feel a little bit more engaged with your company and feeling like they've got something to give back in the long term it might help you to hang on to your employees that little bit longer we're going to take a quick break here on triple h 100.1 fm and when we come back after the break we'll do a bit of uh news uh, or sorry a bit of traffic and weather and talk to talk to suzanne a little bit more about digital online presence here with triple h 100.1 fm so today we're talking all about uh, being online, having a digital presence, and we're talking to the experts. We've got Suzanne Mitchell from GoDaddy. She's the marketing director from the company, sharing with us some really great insights in and around um, having a, having just good online presence. And I think as a small business community, we've become more educated about how to do that. But then at the same time, we're still ridiculously time poor and don't have the time to implement everything that we know we should. We know about being authentic. We know about making sure we're across lots of different platforms. We know about finding our ideal client. So what are some tips you can give us, some strategies that are time effective, um, that, that are really important to have on your website? What are the, what are the musts in your opinion? Yeah, I think I think there's sort of two two ways I can answer that question. I think before I jump to the website, I just want to talk about um, the messaging that you put into market as a small business. Mm. So something that could work quite nicely for, for, for businesses is building out a, a messaging matrix. So that sounds very posh and I don't know, corporate-y, but, but basically what that is is what are the two or five key, key messages that um, you can say as a business that you can truly own and that's unique to you? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you then can work out what that message then translates to in each of the channels you talk through. So if you think of it sort of like a grid that kind of is sort of a pyramid grid and it kind of builds down, um, and then it means that everything you say, every time you talk as a small business, you're consistent um, with that reason to believe or that key message, and it's the most compelling you can be in market. So I'd say that's, from a marketing perspective, a really good thing and a really easy tool to use to... Um, make the most of your marketing communication. Sounds a bit like a politician where you've got to be on message. Am I kind of right in sadly? A, a, a little bit. So, uh, but probably um, more yeah, authentic. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I guess they're authentic to themselves. I think. Um, I think as a small business, sometimes you can just say you say a whole lot of stuff, but you've really got to pull back to what are my what are my pillars that I, my business or my brand is believes in or delivers to their customer Mm. and what are those messages that sit against those pillars Um, and I think that's where um, businesses can have real success in their marketing. Um, As for the the actual website and I think that saves people time and effort and money because thinking about it beforehand thinking Mm. about it beforehand Mm. and just getting that consistency because then it snowballs and and I think that's a great tool. Um, 
when they're thinking about their website, there's sort of a sort of a few key areas I think they need to focus on. Um, so you hear a lot about user experience when, when people talk about websites and it's super critical. It's having a clear navigation. So when a, a user comes to your business website, um, they can easily find what they're looking for. The navigation is very simple and easy to understand and the f- logic of it flows very naturally to where you want them to end up, which is normally a purchase button or a book now or um, or find out more depending mm. on the objective of the of the website so a clear navigation go on and have use it yourself have people in your family use it your friends get an older generation to use it as well as a younger generation and just really test out where the sort of pain points for people as they go along so i think that's important i like that i like that suggestion to get someone who's an older generation as well because mm-hmm. we can't be narrow-minded and think we know our customers perfectly especially at the beginning of the journey that's so right. how are they finding what they they want and also probably going to be more critical that's and, right and don't only get your friends to do it or even better get your friends to do it who are really going to tell you the truth don't get the ones who are just going oh that's great darling you get the honest friends honest friends. honest friends um and also get them to do it on a um a PC or Mac or a desktop versus a tablet versus yes. a mobile phone because your your uh, website will um, portray differently in the different environments. So mm. that's super important. Um, the next area to think about is just the security. So Australians are very aware of business and um, you know online security. It's it's top of mind. Um, having proper certificates and padlocks and associations with trusted partners is really really important to drive trust in Australians and basically trust links directly to purchase is is a common and you've known. got that legal requirement as well if you're capturing credit card details what do you do with those Correct. Even if you're capturing people don't realize a lot of small businesses don't realize that the importance behind just an email address mm-hmm. like that's really private data that you've got there what are you doing it where do you hold it where is it secure yeah. can it be mined because it's our responsibility if it is that's right and if you break that responsibility you lose trust your business is is in in a bad spot so really really important to have your security set up right and your ssl certificate and all those proper products within within your website but that that comes with generally um most of the well-known i guess wordpress brands and those sort of things have all got those attached to them can we fumble and and make those mistakes because we don't trust the right people ourselves is it possible to do that i don't know about the other brands but um you need to purchase them as so sometimes they come in the suites and sometimes if you um, purchase a um, a lower priced product um, when you're building a website sometimes they're not packaged in so it's just something to look out for that um, you have that certificate ssl certificate kind of ticked on your I'll purchase that. It's such a small amount that Mm -hmm. you just, it's a no-brainer, really. I'd also just suggest for those people out there who are, like myself, producing high levels of uh, of content, think very carefully about the ownership of that content because Mm -hmm. quite often with free websites, you don't own any of it. They do, and that's how they're making money. So think about um, the ownership of the stuff that you produce. And it could be something something like you blog, something that you mm-hmm. you have an opinion on, or, or even just um, the images of your of your products. You have to be mindful of who owns that IP. That's correct. Yeah, very, very important. Um, the other thing that sort of plays into that sort of trust area is, and it's sort of linked to a, a website, but it's your customer support and your care. So what is that process that you offer your customers when they connect with you through your website? Is it messenger? Is it email? 
Um, if you have email, I suggest getting um, professional emails um, created. So again, really cheap. But it, uh, from an external perspective or your customer's perspective, if if you had um, your business name and your email address that that drives trust mm. amongst customers. So that's another little basic thing to do that just ticks off that box for customers as well. Also makes you look more professional. I that's mean, right. I think you can't really run a website these days and have a, you shouldn't really be having a Gmail address. It's Those days are gone. Yeah. You need to have your business name in the, in the email address. Um, again, it's just a little tick box now around trust mm. uh, that customers expect. And also if when you're speaking about that communication with customers, Try not to do it in too many different ways. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've kind of locked down a couple of different messaging platforms and I'll, I'll say to clients, I'm not going to talk to you on this product because I can't monitor 17 different platforms of chat. It's just not possible. Hmm. So maybe think at the beginning of streamlining how it is. You want, them, you want to be accessible, but you don't want to be... You know, you don't want it to be ridiculous where you're having to monitor 17 different platforms for communication with a disgruntled client who, who you might not get to fast enough. And, and you don't want to let people down. So you actually, if you set up a channel for care um, through customer support that you can't manage or service and someone tries to connect with you through that and the expectation is there, I think that is worse than not having the channel there at all. Mm. So it's really important to your point of just setting up what's right for you and your business at that certain time. And yes, you can always add more channels on as you grow your team or find more hours in the day. (laughs) If you do that, let me know how that happens. (laughs) Create Um, another day of the week. Yeah, exactly. But um, Okay, so we've talked about security, cybersecurity, be mindful of that, making sure you've got the right certification that your customers can be um, uh, secure and feel um, confident in. Communication channels, very important. Um, Having some sort of a strategy. I guess guess when I say long-term, I may be a one- or two-year strategy about your communications Mm -hmm. and then coming back to your fundamental... I, I'm not a big fan of these, but your mission statement, I don't, I don't like that sort of corporate word, but really just don't talk about something else when you're all about this. You know, right. don't dive down a rabbit hole of something different. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be called a mission statement. It's just, you know, it's just that it's that, that one, sen- one sentence of wh- who we are, why you're there, yeah. what drives you and the business and make it as simple as that and make it as heartfelt as that because that will keep you up each morning. Mm. Have a picture of your kids or your dogs. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> or if you're a cat person. <laughs> well, there's some um, really excellent strategies um, in terms of just really easy checkboxes, you know, mm. really practical things that you can do just to make sure that are working. And I, I like your point to making sure that you ask lots of different people to check through the website mm. and get them to write back and so say to you, actually a really easy way to make, make this easier for people is get them to do a voice record as they're navigating. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Or even um, there's a product called Loom where you can, completely free, where you can record uh, and also microphone record what you're doing on the screen mm-hmm. and they can go, okay, I'm clicking here now. Oh, that didn't work. Where's that going? And they, they can hear with them what their frustrations are and that's a great way to do some, some beta testing with other people before it's live. That's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I often find just ambushing people at a, a dinner party is also good. <laughs> Here, show me yes. your phone. How does my website work on your phone? That's right. <laughs> it's all a form of research. Indeed, indeed. Lots of different forms. We're yeah. going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And when we return after the break, we'll wrap up today's show with just some more great top tips on being online, being digital, being safe, being secure, and being there for your customers. You're listening to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. We'll be back after this.
And welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM. You're listening to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd on Triple H and across the community radio network. We're talking to Suzanne Mitchell, who's the marketing director of GoDaddy. And today's program has been all about some really fantastic, great top tips and strategies about building, maintaining, engaging with your employees to help develop your website, um, and also some insights in and around this research that you did around employee engagement. Very, very interesting chat. Thank you so much today, Suzanne. Thanks, Alexi. It's been great. Now, tell us a little bit how people can find out about GoDaddy and how you support small business. Oh, so we're here in Australia to support um, businesses to drive their success online. And I think that's really important to us as an organisation. Um, they can get more information from our website, godaddy.com.au, or through our Facebook page. Um, and you'll, they'll see lots of global GoDaddy um, environments, which are also great, but we have a local Australian presence as well. Fantastic. Well, we certainly live in a global world and uh, everybody's, your customers are all over the world these mm-hmm. days. Thank you for joining us once again. Thanks, Alexi. That's great. If you've joined, if you've just joined us now or if you've missed any of today's program, you can, of course, catch up via smallbizmatters.com.au where you can download over 150 fantastic small business education podcasts just like this one. If you think of a really quirky, unusual, weird topic that we haven't covered, please let us know, get in touch and uh, see if you'd like to come on this program to share your expertise. You can find us on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts also and if you happen to listen to iTunes and you like it please give us a little thumbs up that would be really helpful you've been listening to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd we'll be back next week with another excellent guest thanks for joining me on Triple H 100.1 FM